Welcome to Brew Styles for Tuesday, August 4th, 2015. Brought to you from Arlington, Texas. I'm Sawyer. I'm Travis. And I'm Chris. This week we will be talking about Style 21A, the IPA. Check out our website, brewstyles.com, where you can leave us feedback and request for us to discuss your favorite beer styles. Send us an email to ask us some questions and we will get them answered on the air. While on our site, you can also find a link to the BJCP website. There, you can download your own copy of the BJCP Style Guidelines and get more information about how to become an official BJCP Certified Beer Judge. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash brewstyles and follow us on Twitter at brew underscore styles. Find our Google number on our website and give us a call. We'd love to hear your voice. Send us your questions and comments to help us bring you the information you need. Well, welcome back, everyone. How's it going, Chris? Pretty good. How are you? Good. Travis? I'm doing excellent. Thank you. Awesome. No uh, no brew day injuries. All right. <laughs> nothing weird to speak of. Yeah. Um, um, my fingers are, are are all here. So, is that because you're wearing the oven mitt the other day? Yes, <laughs> that was pretty funny. See, I talked about I talked about <laughs> boudet safety and what you do to to uh, kind of lessen the uh, the inherent dangers, and that was something that I did, and it worked. Nice, awesome, good job, good discovery. <laughs> well, I just got back from New York. How was that? It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Did you do anything fun? Lots of things. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a lot. Walked a lot. That's for sure. Oh okay. But, uh, spent some time on the uh, subway. Nice. That was an interesting experience. <laughs> However, I would say probably the most intense thing we did was uh, ride in a New York City cab. Ooh, that was pretty nuts. Ooh, you know, I go bet. from the from the airport to our hotel, and you know, cabs weaving in and out. They don't really pay attention to the um, lane <laughs> lines. Oh They're my like, gosh. just driving in between lanes and honking a lot and cutting people off and you know <laughs> it was is interesting was it a stereotypical driver that you see in the movies that has like, <laughs> a funny sounding voice or or am i completely way off base um no it was no it wasn't that <laughs> okay. uh, we actually had uh i think it was a we had a a white guy the first time Oh, okay. Yeah. And then uh, see, they never show that in the movies. Yeah. Nope, never. Um, and then um, going from the hotel back to the airport, when we left. It was a black guy. Nice, very American. You know, when I went to New York back in the day, my parents came along. You know, it was a, it was a high school band trip back. You know, a long time ago. Yep. My, my parents flew up there, and um, they took a limo to their hotel or from the airport. Whoa! Wow. Yeah, because it was cheaper somehow interesting yeah i guess if you schedule it ahead of time i mean going from we went from LaGuardia down to soho which is the south part of uh manhattan Mm -hmm. island and uh it was about a 45 ish dollar cab ride took about 45 minutes i guess that's not terrible no it wasn't too bad that's like a dollar a minute (laughs) yes yes indeed (laughs) maths yes i can math today (laughs) but um Anyway, I had the opportunity to check out a couple of the local watering holes and uh-huh. um, found some really cool places. Um, there was a place called the Brooklynier. It was mm-hmm. kind of rustic, you know, brick walls and concrete floors and, you know. What did it sound like? 
You said it's the Brooklyn ear. So what Brooklyn does, what does it sound ear. like? N e r Brooklyn ear. Like engineer. Like it's a guy from Brooklyn. I guess I don't know. Was it like Cheers? No. Well, uh, no. Oh, okay. Brooklyn I mean, Cheers. Norm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyway, I got a flight of, you know, some, some local beers they had and they're pretty good. Um, but the, the coolest place I went to was, uh, this, it was in Midtown around, um, the Empire State Building and it was called Heartland Brewery. Yeah. That, and, um. These cool glasses that you got us. Yeah. We Thank brought you. souvenirs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had a flight of all their beers they had, um. I guess six of their regular stuff that they have on all the time. And then they had another list of five or six seasonals. And um, the flight was all of their regular beers plus one seasonal. So it was a seven beer flight. And it was, uh, wow. it was really good. That's they had awesome. A lot of really good stuff. They had an award winning um, stout that was pretty incredible. Nice. So, yeah. I guess that's better than paying $55 for four Coors Lights. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a whole other story. Yeah, was, uh, yeah. Don't go to comedy club in New York and not expect to spend a bunch of money on drinks. And it wasn't even by choice either. They had a two drink minimum per person. Oh gosh! So I was required to spend eleven dollars on a Bud Light times four with a fifteen. I think it was fifteen percent gratuity included, plus tax. Oh my! You know, whatever. Wow. We still had a good time, but it's it was not much to laugh about. No, <laughs> no uh-uh. that's a lot of money. Yeah, but anyway, that was my experience. We had a good time. We were there for about a week, awesome. five five days. Well, it's I'm good back. to have you back. Yeah, thanks. I had fun. Well, before we get into our topic for today, which we are all very excited for, we do have to mention um, an experience that we had this past week that was a lot of fun. It was unique. Um, and we wanted to share it with you that we, uh, all three of us, actually got a chance to sit in on a recording of another podcast that we have all listened to before, and it's also about beer, and it's uh, it's called Come and Brew It Radio. And they're also locally based in DFW in the Fort Worth area, but their topic is mainly around home brewing. so they talk about different styles and, and techniques along with how to homebrew and uh, different types of equipment. They'll bring in guests mm-hmm. from around the area. They've had uh, several owners of breweries and things to come in and talk. And uh, they've been doing this for a lot longer than we have. So we, we reached out to them just to see if we honestly, if we can just kind of sit in the corner and, and see what they do, watch their process, learn a little bit, experience what they do. Mm-hmm. And uh, they not only had us out, but they had us on their show with them also. And it was, it was quite humbling just to be there and to have them, which we consider them, uh, big time, even though you know we're all just amateurs, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. doing a, a fun little hobby anyway. But posting our stuff on the internet, yeah, on the interwebs. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I wasn't expecting uh, to be included in the show. You know, just wanted to sit there and, and watch and listen and and kind of see how they do things. And yeah. they're like, "Hey, let's get these guys on mics." And we're like, "Oh, oh that'd be awesome." So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, uh, Stubby, the guy that that runs all that stuff, he has a homebrew store. Uh, located in Fort Worth. Uh, his website is txbrewing.com, and uh, we fully support him and all that stuff, but that's where we buy all of our stuff. Yep. Um, he's got great prices. The customer service there is incredible. Uh, you call or, or go in the store if you got any questions, and they're right there to help you, and, and it's it's an awesome place. So uh, check out his website and um, order some stuff from him. Yeah. And also check out their podcast. Uh, yeah. they, they're on iTunes. It's Come and Brew It Radio. Yep. And they have uh, they released their 16th episode recently, and, and uh, 
I think we'll be on the next one. 17th. Uh, yeah, their, their release cycle is a little bit longer than ours, once every two weeks, so it'll, it'll still be yeah. a little while. But um, Definitely we, check it out. We encourage you to yeah. go over there, check them out, subscribe. Uh, they're very good friends, and they were certainly very nice to us. Yeah, but please keep listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got lots of good information. A uh, little bit different topic, you know. We focus a little bit more on the beer style specifically, obviously, but uh, they go more into you know brewing techniques and um, equipment that sort of thing, like Travis mentioned. So yep. yeah, a little bit different, but lots of great information that we you know listen to on a regular basis too. So mm-hmm. yeah, they bring us the information that we need. We need right. <laughs> 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 So, yep, there you go. All right. All right. On to our topic for today, yeah. which is a style that I've been looking forward to for a long time. Ippa. I'm shocked that it took us seven episodes to get to it. Probably should have been episode like two or three, but. Yeah, I guess we could have gone from Pale Ale straight into IPA. Yeah. They but, are related. Yeah. Yes, they are. Uh-oh. But yes, we were That's talking okay. about the IPA, folks. Yep. The IPA. India Pale Ale. And, uh. And I'm going to be the one to start off. I'll tell you a little bit about what the IPA is. And, uh, of course, as Chris mentioned, it does, it does stand for India Pale Ale. Uh, but there is a little bit of controversy with that with the most recent rebranding of the BJCP guidelines. They've kind of gotten away from the, uh, the actual name India Pale Ale. And even within that, they've separated a lot of the, the IPAs into different categories. So the one we're talking about today is going to be Category 21A, the American IPA. And uh, the American IPA, let's talk about it. And I can sum it up in one word. What do you think that is? Malt? Try again. (laughs) Beer. Wrong. The answer was bottle caps. Oh, okay. All IPAs have bottle caps. (laughs) (laughs) No, but all seriousness, I mean, it's, you know, it's all about the hops. Some, yeah. of, some of them are in cans and on in kegs too. Yes. Yeah. But yes, it is all about the hops. That is the shining. The, that's the spotlight of the style. It's in the aroma. It's in the flavor. Uh, you can't really see hops in the appearance, but know that they're there. Well, if you can, then that might be a problem. Well, yeah, some of them do have that. A lot of times, yeah. a lot of times these styles are going to be uh, dry hopped, and if they're not filtered, then you might see little yeah. little hot particles. Especially homebrew homebrew examples. Mm-hmm. If you dry hop it and you don't put that in a muslin bag, then you might have some hot particles in your beer. Oh, yeah. We'll see that later. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> oh, that's right. We have a great homebrewed example no, from right. one of our yeah. own. Yes, this is all about the hops, and it's in the aroma and the flavor. It is decidedly hoppy and bitter. If you remember from episode one where we covered the American Pale Ale, we talked about several times that that was supposed to be a well-balanced beer, a nice balance between the malty sweetness and the hoppy bitterness. Not the case here. IPA is very hop forward. You're going to have hops coming through the flavor, through the aroma. If it's an intense style, uh, you might have a, a hop fist coming out of your glass and then punching <laughs> you in the face. Is, it, there, is there a beer called Hop Fist? Gosh, if there's not, there should be. Yeah, I've seen I've seen Hot Blast, yeah. I think, uh, but not Hot Fist. That's kind of funny. Hot Hot Punch. Yeah, I just for a label, I I imagine some old like Russian propaganda thing with the fist with holding like a hop cone. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah, kind of, <laughs> that'd be kind of funny. That's nice. So there's your next uh, idea. Next homebrew. <laughs> Yeah, so hop fist. It, it's going to be hop forward, and that can be uh, like moderate, so just a little bit of, of hops, or it can be intense. Um, any of those are okay, and they're well within the guidelines. Now, since it's the American IPA, it's going to showcase all the American or New World hops. Uh, 
And so these are going to have lovely, lovely flavors, and the list goes on and on. Citrus, floral, pine, resinous, spicy, tropical fruit, stone fruit, berry, melon. All of these can be felt and tasted and smelled from lots of different American and New World hops. So the ones we're talking about would be the uh, Pacific Northwest hops, like Cascade, Chinook. You're also getting a lot of the more intense high elf acid ones, like Magnum, I believe is a, a great example. Hercules. Hercules. <laughs> yeah, all the ones that have the uh, have the muscular sounds are usually American hops. We're overcompensating. <laughs> so yes, the hops are going to be the shining star. Now, as you as you know, all beer has also malt and yeast, but in the uh, in the style of the IPA, the malts take a back seat. It's going to have a light grainy aroma and flavor, not granny, but grainy. And so not not old. Yes, no. these are new world hops, not old world. Fresh, hops. young, frick fresh. Yeah, and and the malt is there just there to slightly take the edge off of the bitterness. It's not going to be balanced. It shouldn't be, but they will be there. So sometimes you can get like a faint, a faint caramel or toast, but not much. And uh, if these beers are dry hopped, then that just uh, further increases the hop aroma, the hop flavor. But you have to be careful with that because if you overdo it, then it can become grassy, and that is not okay for this style. Or just like super bitter and syrupy, and it, I mean, you can you can tell pretty quickly when something's been overhopped, just because it's so bitter. All you get's bitterness. You don't really get a whole lot of flavor. Yeah, so you have to be have to be careful with that. But uh, there are so many good things that could come out of dry hopping. So a lot of breweries, a lot of home brewers do it as well. I have several examples that I've done myself in which I've done dry hopping, and I've been very pleased with the results. Yes. Nice. Yes. So the malt take a back seat. The yeast, you don't want to have a, a strain of yeast that really sticks out. No. So in this case, we want yes. a very clean fermenting one. Yes. You might get some light fruity esters, but they should be faint. So uh, these are these are all very different from some other styles, like the Saison when we did episode two. That was all about the yeast and the phenols and the esters. The case of the IPA, you don't want that. No. Phenol. <laughs> now, as I mentioned earlier, that uh, the BJCP recently came out with their new guidelines, and they shifted some things around regarding the IPA. And I wanted to briefly touch on that before we move on. Uh, the, the American IPA is in a category all its own, or a subcategory, 21A. The main category, 21, is IPA. Notice they did not say India Pale Ale. And the reason they did that, uh, they say the term IPA is intentionally not spelled out as India Pale Ale since none of these beers historically went to India and many aren't pale. However, the term IPA has come to be a balanced defined style in modern craft beer. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, so they're not, they're not saying IPA as in India Pale Ale anymore. It's IPA as this is going to have a crap ton of hops in it. Yep, very hop forward. Absolutely. So like the uh, if we're drinking a beer from... From Sierra Nevada, that's an IPA. Well, that particular beer never actually went to India, right? But it is a style that you know th- there are some historical connotations with that. Just like we were talking about the Kolsch, you know, if it wasn't brew- brewed in Kolm, then it was a Kolsch style. style. Mm-hmm. So rather than saying IPA style, it just kind of became okay. This is an IPA. That's the style. Do you think they might end up doing that with Kolsch? I don't know. At some point, I don't know. 
Now, under the IPA category, there's only two subcategories, the American IPA, which we're talking about today, and then the specialty IPA, which includes a lot of very uh, very unique things that weren't included in the 2008 uh, guidelines, such as a white IPA, black IPA, red IPA, things like that. And then that's it. So notice there yep. is no mention of an English IPA or a double IPA. Interesting. And like there was in the 2008 guidelines. Yeah. Yes. Living in the past. There we go. So what they did is they took those and they put them in their own respective categories. For example, the English IPA is grouped with the other English beers. So that's not to say that an English IPA is not an IPA, but it fits better in the regional connotation with the other English beers. Yeah, I have noticed that these new guidelines have a lot more to do with region, where they are coming from, mm-hmm. not necessarily the style. Right. A lot of things are grouped American, European, you know, that, that sort of thing. America. So, yeah, I, I, I did kind of, the first time I was looking through the new guidelines and I looked at IPA, I was like, what happened to English? And it took me a minute to find it. Hmm. So, yeah, they, they completely regrouped everything. Mm-hmm. So those of you that have kind of based all of your knowledge on 2008 like I did, because, you know, that was the only thing that we had, there's going to be a little bit of a relearning curve mm-hmm. trying to figure out where things are grouped. Right. So, there's a lot of new vocabulary. Yes. There's some new names. In some cases, they completely discarded some old styles, and in, in other ones, they made completely new ones. Yeah. All right. Cool. So I, just to reiterate a little bit, if um, if you wanted a little refresher on the base style of this, you know, you can look at the, the American Pale Ale, uh, which we did for our first episode, but you can also find it on the, the guidelines, and all of that's going to be pretty much the same um travis correct me if i'm wrong but it's going to be a little bit on the lighter side golden color not dark brown but um you know that sort of thing maybe a a light to medium body uh the hops are going to kind of dry it out a little bit so it's going to be a little bit on the drier side all of those things yeah there's a bit of wiggle room with the ipa category right yeah because the i mean the appearance could be anywhere from a medium gold to almost a reddish amber so there can but be it's not going to be like pitch black because that's going to be the black IPA. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we're talking about thing. American IPA. So right. there is a little bit of difference in the colors there, but uh, just wanted to mention that. Yeah. That that difference. So uh, let's just talk about where it came from a little bit in history. Um, as I said a second ago, the base style was the pale ale. Um, but basically, the the longer the short of it is, what happened was, <laughs> I hate that. I don't know why I just did that. <laughs> See what happened was, anyway, um, when the beer was being transported on the ships, uh, the, the old trading was the East India Trading Company. Uh, they were they were transporting beers from England to India, and the long voyage on the boat, you know, the heat, the humidity, all of that was having a, a bad effect on the beers. They were going stale, and it was just a bad situation. So. With hops being the natural natural preservative that they are, they're like, oh, let's just put some more hops in there. And that's where the style came from. So you had your pale ale, just add more hops, IPA. Pretty basic, pretty simple, but that's how it came about. Yeah, the worst thing you want is an India stale ale. <laughs> Ask Travis about that. That's a good joke. <laughs> Uh, and in fact, I'm going to charge each of you $55 for, for that joke because it's, uh, it's it was a New York-style joke. That'll be $60. Well, if you got a whole bunch of stale ingredients and you want a beer, your hops were brown, dude. <laughs> they were brown. 
Yeah. There's not supposed to be. I wanted and, to make a brown IPA. And was it uh, <laughs> not quite <laughs> brown? Well, I mean, you had you had brown hops, and it was the extract recipe, right? In the uh, yes, didn't the extract like harden? Mm-hmm. And so you had a brick of extract that I'm pretty sure sank to the bottom of your brew kettle and burnt. Yes. And then you added brown hops. Yes. Uh, I'm assuming fresh yeast. Yeah, I don't think I'd... <laughs> like, oh, think let I'd me find this up. old yeast I have over here and throw that in there. So did the brown hops change the flavor at all? It, <laughs> it was probably the worst thing I've ever tasted in my life. Oh, no. <laughs> That's pretty bad. <laughs> uh. It was burnt and, like, dirty and, ugh, I don't know, yeah. Travis. We, <laughs> we ended up dumping that one, right? Mm-hmm. Most yeah. of it went down the drain. So, oh. so, so what happened was... <laughs> Chris's dad was cleaning out one of his uh, one of his old storage sheds, and he he found a bunch of home brewing stuff, and there were some ingredients there too. Well, but they were in his freezer. They were still green yeah. when I gave them yeah, to you. Yeah, I remember. They were like a year old, but they were still yeah. green. And so, and, and at this time, green. Chris wasn't home brewing, and I was, and so I was like, "Do you want these?" I'm like, "Sure." And so he gave them to me, and they were just in a sack, and I left them in the garage, wasn't really thinking about it, and then come out several months later. <laughs> and realize that they're still there. I'm like, oh, that's right. I can do something. Oh, these are supposed to be green, and this bag of malt extract is now a brick. Oh. So then I decided, you know what? Well, I've got them. Why not make an India stale ale? <laughs> and it was awful. It was a bad idea. It was awful. It was However, I dumped every bottle except for two, and... Uh, we opened one at the one-year anniversary of the uh, of when I brewed it, and it was amazing. It was like really yes, yes. I took one over to Fratos. Weird, and we opened so it, it up. aged well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it it tasted like an American strong ale. It was just like very raisiny, and like there's all these caramel notes, Weird. all the uh, like wow. all the garbage aromas, and all the charcoal flavor was gone it so pro tip if you brew something and it's awful and you're thinking about dumping it save a few bottles for like a year or two and see what happens seriously yeah that's you know that's an interesting thought because beer changes mm-hmm. like you have no idea over time mm-hmm. just like you know i've got a, a belgian quad and uh, a barley wine that i brewed um and i guess it was march and it's the end of july right now so um you know, those won't be ready, even close to be being ready to drink until next year. So mm-hmm. even if you take a style that's not supposed to be aged, it still changes completely. Right. Like if you take an IPA that's a year old, it's going to be completely different because hops tend to, to drop out over time. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's something that we neglected to mention a minute ago. IPAs are supposed to be drank, you know, relatively fresh. They did add all the hops to make the beer be able to survive the journey. But, you know, the the preservative things that we have now are a little bit different. Um, so that might have an effect on it also. But definitely if you're a home brewer, drink an IPA, you know, within, you know, I, I wouldn't age it for very long. Brew it, do your dry hopping, keg it or bottle it, and then drink it. Absolutely. There's many brewers that have a best buy date on there, and it's it's meant there for a reason. It's kind of interesting how that's changed. Yeah. I, you know, that makes me want to try an IPA that would have made that voyage. 
You know what I mean? Being on a hot ship for however long that voyage is, well, and see what it, see how it changes, see what it's supposed, what the IPA is technically supposed to taste like. You know what I mean? That's easy to do in Texas. I mean, it's well, always really hot here. <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm going kayaking tomorrow. I can take one, put it on there, <laughs> go around the lake a few times, and bring it back to you. I think the voyage is a little longer than that, but I'll I'll row really fast. <laughs> you should row slow, right? Make the voyage longer, but anyway. So yeah, that's anyway. So that <laughs> there's our style and history for the IPA. Um, we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna grab some beer. Yeah, we'll get beer. started on this tasting. So we'll come right back at you. And we're back. Hi. <laughs> well, um, we were going to start with our classic example, like we usually do, and we For have done every, episode. every single episode. Mm-hmm. But. We can't do that today, Sawyer. Why not? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I may or may have not put the beer in the freezer to cool down faster. And? And I forgot about it. And? And now it's frozen. Don't! <sighs> so anyway. My bad. We're going to start with a local <laughs> brew instead. Travis, you, you brought this one, right? Yes. Talk us into it. Well, we are doing the IPA category and not the ice buck today. <laughs> so we're going to head to oh. <laughs> a local example, and it's from a brewery we have. We've uh, sampled one thing from them before, and I feel like that was on episode one. And it's from Deep Ellum Brewing Company. This is their IPA, and uh, this is one that I've really enjoyed, and it's. It's one of those that every time I go to a bar and a bar or restaurant and then I see it on tap, I will not hesitate to ask for one because it's a it's one that I I know and enjoy and will never hesitate to knock one of these back. It's kind of cloudy. Yeah, it's not clear. Orangish color with a white head. Yeah. I'm willing to bet a lot of these are going to be dry hopped examples. Yeah. And if that's the case, then a lot of times they are hazy. Yeah. So that's allowable. Unless they're filtered, but frothy head. It's nice. Yeah. Filtered in microns? Yes. <laughs> or with paradise seeds? Ooh. No. Okay. Getting lots of pine. Yeah. Big piney aroma. Yeah. Lots mm-hmm. of pine. Resiny. Just, it's like you're walking through the, uh, walking through the forest. No malt sweetness in the aroma, which is to be expected. Like we said, this is not a balanced style like the pale ale was. A little bit of hops, a little bit of malt. This, this is, is like, all hops. This is like, dang. Yeah, almost flowers. <laughs> pine needles, tree sap. Lovely. Actually, you know, I was expecting a little bit more pine in the flavor, but yeah. it's it's kind of on the back end. It's nice, though. I like it. There's that not way. a whole lot of hops on the front, it's all in the back. And, uh,. Pretty pretty dry finish. Yeah, yep. definitely get the bitterness on the aftertaste. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it lingers. It sits on your tongue and reminds you of the glory that was there. This is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I like this one. Always been one of my favorites. Just like Travis said, um, I have no no hesitation to get this at the bar if I want you know an IPA and they've mm-hmm. got it. Yep, especially on tap. This one's in a can, um, but I you know I don't notice a huge difference. 
can versus tap. It tastes just like I remember it did. Yeah. Yep. So this one's going to feature the Pacific Northwest hops, yep. uh, which all have a lot of similar profiles of what we talked about, the real piney, citrusy, resiny. Um, and this one certainly follows through with that. Yep. Awesome. That's a good one. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, we mentioned earlier that we are all very excited for this episode, and this is one of our favorite styles. So um, this episode will be a little different as far as structure-wise. You can already tell that we didn't do our classic example first. Normally what we'll do is we'll have one classic example, and then that kind of sets the bar line. Then each one of us will bring one example that we want to share, and then if if we have one, then we'll share a homebrew example. And that's usually how it goes. Well... Uh, we went a little overboard, and each one of us brought multiple examples, like three. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got a lot of a lot of beer to drink. So uh-huh. we're gonna we're gonna kind of go through these pretty quickly, so we don't you know add a whole lot of time to our our overall podcast length. So, um, and we'll yeah. try to enunciate. Yeah, we're everything. just gonna we're just gonna go straight through. So the next one that we have is um, from Dogfish Head Brewery. Yes. Mm. And uh, actually, this is the first time we've done anything from them, I believe. Yep. That's surprising. Yeah, they've got a lot of really good stuff. and um, Lots this... of really different stuff, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, off-centered ales for, for off-centered people. people. Yep. Yeah, so... Um, Thank you. Actually, I, I started being a lot more interested in Dogfish Head when I saw his uh, TV show. Brewmasters. Yeah. yeah, it was on Netflix. It's not anymore, uh, but it is on Amazon Prime. So it's it's interesting. It's kind of geared towards people that don't know much about beer. Um, you know, they talk. They they explain what wort is. In or every, young beer. <laughs> in every episode, we always laughed about that. Yeah. <laughs> wort or young beer. Anyway, it's kind of interesting, but you do get to see how you know they they come up with their ideas and and all that kind of stuff. So it's cool. So yeah, I'd, I'd check it out if you if you got some time. What are we trying today? This is the 60-minute, which uh, they've got three different IPAs that they have, the 60, 90, and 120-minute. Mm-hmm. Actually, I did see a new summer IPA, I think, that they, they put out. Oh, really? Um, I guess it's a seasonal or something. Yeah, I had, I had never seen it before, but I, I didn't pick it up. They need a session IPA. I'm sure they probably have one. I just haven't heard of it. As, as big a brewery as they are. Yeah. Well, the new one had a specialty <coughs> ingredient in it. I don't remember specifically, but was it that's dog? like or, or fish? <laughs> or fish. Was or it heads? heads. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know, all basically all of their beers have some kind of specialty thing mm-hmm. in it. It's they they do some really off center ales, but some anyway, really crazy things um, too. Yeah. So the sixty minute is their baseline IPA. Uh, then they got the ninety minute, which I think is a double, and then the one twenty is an imperial. I think that's how kind of if you if you had to dumb it down to those three words that's kind of how they line up hmm. but um yeah super double <laughs> i it's it's usually kind of hard to find the 120 they they don't do that one a lot because it takes so long and it's so expensive for them to yeah to brew they talk about that in the tv show but yeah um anyway you can find the 60 minute and the 90 minute pretty pretty easily yeah i haven't seen the 120 so, anywhere really yeah anyway so this is a lot uh lighter and clearer than the deep ellum was mm-hmm. <clears throat> Very clear. Definitely not as pungent in the aroma. It's a little more subdued. But yep. you can still get a definite uh, hop aroma. Yeah. This Lots of hops. Certainly different than the, the first example. The aroma's a bit 
a bit softer. Yeah, this isn't as piney. Yeah, not as piney. Uh, actually, the the flavor too. I can't quite pinpoint that. It's not piney. It's not. It's not grassy. It's a little bit of lemon. Uh, yeah, it's, like like a a Hall's yeah drop almost. I kind of get some sweetness on the tail end too. I don't. I don't, I don't know about Hall. It's not like cough syrupy. It's not. No, no. It's not medicinal Hall's. I, no, 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 no. I don't want to. But like the eucalyptus. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> so not not medicinal. No, but it's still like the the lemon. You know, it's more the the experience whenever you you eat a Halls, and then it kind of like the cooling sensation. Maybe yeah. <laughs> it's got a, a touch of lemon, but it, it lingers. Of pine. Cool whip, cool whip, and then, not in a bad way at all. It's, no, no. That's how that's how you're supposed to relate uh, tasting a beer is to either different experiences you've had or yeah. or different foods that you've had. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, and I can't tell Travis he's wrong. That's true. If he gets, you know. Cough drop, lemon, halls, or whatever. You know, I can't tell him that he's wrong. I, I may not agree with him, but you know, can't tell him he's wrong. Yeah, everybody like, tastes something different. Everybody's built differently. Maybe so. a lemongrass then. Lemongrass. Searching for the words. It is a little bit lighter on the lighter side than the deep LM was. So yeah. you know, I think maybe the sixty minute is maybe it is more like a session IPA. Uh, it's actually I think it's. Six percent, so I guess it's not really a session IPA, but it's yeah. it is on the lower uh, hop side. I would I would guess maybe it's just a session IPA for them. Maybe so. I mean, like I said before, they do have the sixty ninety and one twenty. Right. So, so three. You levels. know, maybe they just wanted to to leave a little bit of room to you know build on it, mm-hmm. not make it so the the higher ones are super bitter. Yeah. You know, and there is something to be said between the difference between West Coast IPAs and East Coast IPAs. Yes, yes, definitely. Absolutely. And even though, I mean, just because you live somewhere doesn't mean you have to brew in that style. Uh, there is... They there tend is, to. Yeah, yeah. You can you can notice a little bit of difference. Like mm-hmm. the uh, the Deep Elm IPA, obviously it's made in Texas, Dallas, Texas, but it still used all Pacific Northwest hops, so I think that was closer to a West Coast IPA style. And then this one, it comes from Delaware, yeah, right on the Atlantic, and so uh, we notice a big difference. Maybe that's something to it. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned my New York trip earlier, the Heartland Brewery, and uh, their IPA was in that flight, and it was not as as hoppy and bitter and you know hot forward as I was expecting it to be. So, you know, maybe the East Coast stuff is a little bit more subdued. Maybe the hop choices that they use aren't as pungent. Or something, but right. there, like, like Travis said, there is a, a a big difference between the East Coast and West Coast IPA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely, if you get a chance, buy one of each and taste the two, so you can discern that difference for yourself. Yeah, here's a few things that might shed some light on this beer. I pulled up the information off the Dogfish Head website, and they mentioned that the 60 minute IPA, obviously, it's uh, continuously hops for over their 60 minute boil, but they they don't say what specific hops they use, but they do say that it's a slew of great Northwest hops. A powerful but balanced East Coast IPA, and I would I would agree that this is definitely more balanced than the first one. But the fact that they mention Northwest hops and that they uh, that they are looking for a citrusy hop character, whenever we don't necessarily get that out of this bottle, was kind of curious. And looking at the bottling date on this one around the neck, it says it was bottled on May twenty sixth of this year, which is about two months ago. So, and, and as Chris mentioned earlier, you want to have these as fresh as possible. So it is indeed 
possible that over the past two months, the the piney citrusy character that once was there has dropped off. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it could have been a lot more up front, a lot more uh, forward than than what we tasted. So that you know, I I didn't check the. <laughs> I guess we should have checked the dates on some of these before we bought them just to see where, where they were at, but that that's a good point. Um, it definitely might have changed the last two months. I don't know what kind of preservatives or or whatever breweries are using to... Hops. <laughs> other <laughs> preservatives um, to, to make sure that these stay fresh. Because, I mean, you're talking about after they bottle it, it might sit in their brewery for, you know, a couple of days maybe until it gets picked up by the truck, then, you know... Whether or not their hands, yeah. Whether or not that truck is air conditioned or not, or you know, the move-in, then whenever it gets delivered, whether it's sitting air conditioned or if it's you know in a freezer or or I mean a cooler or if it's just sitting on the shelf or you know any 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 of those things could affect it. So, so. it's kind of like the voyage on the boat we were talking about earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's the sad truth. Is the bigger you get, the more control you lose. Yeah. Because all, all yeah. the small breweries, I mean, I know a lot of those, they still hand-deliver their kegs. Self-distribute, they yeah. They'll clean the beer lines for the bars. They'll say, hey, you know, I, I want to clean the lines just to make yeah, sure that we know our sure product that, is, yeah. is exactly what it should be. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you're going to get a different experience no matter what every time. Yeah. So That being said, it's not a bad beer. No, it's no, not. It's, not it's a good it's beer. It's a great beer. Certainly I, I, I haven't had anything from Dogfish Head that I didn't <laughs> like. I mean, it's definitely different. They're definitely... Mm-hmm. You know, thinking outside the box, which is really cool, but, you know, haven't had anything I didn't like, so. Yeah, yeah. so cheers to that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, our next one that we're going to dive into here is another Sierra Nevada. Um, this is the Torpedo Extra IPA, and um, I do know that the reason they call this Torpedo uh, is because they have a special uh, way that they hop their beer. So what do they mean by extra? Is it an extra IPA? Yeah. I don't know. Is it extra hoppy? <laughs> I mean, or does that mean like double double IPA? No. More questions than answers. <laughs> you know, Welcome I, to Brew Styles. I don't know the specifics <laughs> about their torpedo thing. Their hop torpedo. But apparently they have mm-hmm. they have a patented way of of introducing hops into the beer. And I don't know if it's during during fermentation, during the boil, during like a dry hopping. I thought it almost. said on the on the bottle. It seems to be a vague outline. And it also said that this was bottled on June 4th. So this is also a little older, but mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, it says the torpedo is a revolutionary method of dry hopping <clears throat> that brings this beer alive with a rush of complex hop aromas and flavors not found in any other beer. They're not going to tell us. So, I mean, it's kind of like a Randall that mm-hmm. you'll see yeah. in bars. Which, yeah. actually, think, speaking of Randall, Dogfish Head's the one that uh, created that whole system. Oh, so really? There's, nice segue. Cool. There's a, yeah, that's interesting. I saw my first Randall at Blue Bonnet last in this past year. <laughs> Was he cute? <laughs> <laughs> actually, uh, uh, they had it full of hop cones. They were dry hopping as they pumped it. Yeah. Crazy. It was interesting. Yeah. It was really cool. It was pretty cool because I've seen the Randall used a lot of different ways. There was uh the was it the twist? Who made the twist? You know what I'm talking the twist beer the, with the twist glass. Uh, oh, 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 Martin House. Yeah, that. Yes, yes, yes. And they had a Randall full of cinnamon sticks to go with their chocolate vanilla 
swirl twist beer. Ooh. That was pretty good. That was that was pretty tasty. You know, I never got to try that beer. Well, we went to that release party. It was actually the release of that beer and the first day that the Fort Worth World of Beer was open. Oh yeah. Yeah, I wish I could. So that come. was that was an interesting experience. But yeah. anyway, we digress. And we had a homebrew meeting afterwards. So yeah, we're like, so. oh, we're gonna go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this is the uh the Torpedo Extra IPA from Sierra, Sierra Nevada. And it's, uh, it's a little more dark, on the darker side. Darker yeah. color than the last one, but still very clear. Not to be confused with Hoppy Lager. <laughs> sorry, I just wanted to say that. The, the band camp? Yeah. Beer camp, sorry. Yeah, beer camp. Wow, <laughs> failed. <Band camp. laughs> sorry, I've been at band camp all week. So This one time at band beer camp? camp? At beer camp? <laughs> beer camp. I stuck a That bottle. sounds, I would go to a beer camp. Yeah. <laughs> we should We should start a beer camp. I saw an article in the paper the other day about a beer church. What? Yeah. But it really wasn't a beer church. It was just oh. another brewery here locally oh. that's opening. So, yeah. well, Anyway. That's a great excuse. So you tell your wife, hey, I'm going to church. I'm going to church. Yeah. I'd like to try and get a gig at that church. <laughs> <laughs> How come you always come home from church smelly and smiling? Well, you see. I'm full of the Lord. <laughs> oh, something. Anyway, so back to the extra I mean, <laughs> torpedo. What do we get in the aroma? Mm. It's a very. How do I put this? You know, it's a little. It's a little sweet. It's it's easy to smell. You know, because like with the other, well, with the first one, the Deep Ellum, it was just in your face. You know. Yeah, which yeah. you'd expect from an IPA. But that as we've gone through the next two beers, it's gotten. Yeah. Softer. They've been a little bit, yeah, a little more subdued. Yes. Um, looks like Travis is looking for a, a bottle or a can date on the Deep Ellum just, just to see. Yeah. I mean, I would expect that a local beer might be a little fresher than something that's shipped out from. Well, yeah, but, you know, if this is what Sierra Nevada is after, that's cool. Like, I like this. It doesn't bother me at all. I think that's a great aroma, but, you know, it just depends on what they're after. On you the know. bottom of the can, it says 11 slash 15. So this was this is so fresh. It was canned in November in future of this year, and it's now <laughs> July. So it, where's the DeLorean from the future? So I don't know when it was. One point twenty-one gigawatts. Weird. But yeah, the uh, the aroma on the torpedo is it's a little more subdued. Like the previous example, it still has a little bit of a little bit of like you know. But when you taste it, though, the hops are there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The the bitterness is there, but the the piney resiny you know stone fruit that kind of stuff that mm-hmm. you would, that you expect reading from the guidelines isn't as in your face. Yeah, but the the bitterness from the hops is still there. So mm-hmm. it's a slight variation. Still has the bitter aftertaste lingers in your tongue. Mm-hmm. It is dry. Maybe that's the extra part. Could be. Yeah, it's extra dry. I don't Maybe. Know. I mean, it doesn't. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say extra dry because no, like it just dry, it just seems it, dry, yeah. but you know, mm-hmm. slightly dry. Yeah, it's it's just it's enough to be like comfortable. Comfortable? Are you comfortable with your dryness? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Or unsure? That's my final answer. <laughs> For one million dollars. <throat> well, I'd say this torpedo hit the bullseye. Yeah, it's a great beer. Wow. Wow. And with that, we're going to move on to our next one. Bum, bum, <laughs> oh. Great idea. All right. So our next one that we got right here is the Breckenridge Ooh. Small Batch 
four seventy one. As in Colorado? Yes. Nice. This episode's fun because we're yeah. featuring a lot of breweries, a lot of big ones that that are not in that Texas. we have not done. Well, yes, not in Texas, but also that we've not done before. Because true, this is our first Breckenridge, which I love a lot of the stuff that Breckenridge puts out. Their vanilla porter has always been one of my favorites. Mm. So whenever we do our our porter. Um, ish episode i don't know what we're gonna do for that yeah we haven't talked that far in advance but this will be my first beer from breckenridge really really you're in for a treat I'm this excited. is this is a good one too the 471 has been one of my favorite ipas awesome so that's why i picked it up <laughs> <laughs> so here we go all right oh yes i feel like they're not based out of breckenridge so i i feel like it's a denver that's pretty dark i can look it up Denver, Colorado, instead of Breckenridge. Yeah, so this is a little darker than. Uh, I guess the only super light one we had was the uh, the sixty minutes so far. Yeah, the rest of them have been kind of the same dark golden color. Nice white head. Yeah. Yes, it is Denver, and <laughs> and it's also uh, listed at nine point two percent. Holy Real. cow! Wow. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. <laughs> so technically, even though it says IP in the bottle. It would not fall into the BJCP American IPA guidelines, which only allows from 5.5 to 7.5. That's almost like my Imperial Blonde. That being said, I'm not uh, expecting any less from this. <laughs> that was more of a joke, but, you know, well, yeah, I know. Yeah. Anytime I know. you bring up your Imperial Blonde, it's a joke. It really is. <laughs> well, not in a bad way, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. I know. Yes. That's not the one with Paradise Seeds, so. Yeah, his jokes, his jokes <laughs> they, are they revolving. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Imperial Blonde, Paradise, Paradise, Paradise Seeds. Seeds. Like it's somebody. But you know what? In the last <laughs> two episodes, I haven't mentioned Paradise Seeds. <laughs> yes, you Everyone have. else has. No, I haven't. You haven't? No, I we really didn't. mentioned it. Yeah, then. y'all did, okay. but I didn't. Because we're making fun of you. Right. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Anytime. So, hazy aroma. It's like a dark orange Hazy aroma? Color. Hazy, hazy appearance. <laughs> that that piney smell is coming back. Just yeah, looking yeah, at time. It, looking at it, it's the nine point two. Small I, bubbles. You know what? I do get a little bit of malt sweetness in the aroma. Yeah, for this. on the it tail is, end. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this might be one of those more balanced. Interesting. Pretty intense flavor. Yeah, I. You There's know, more flavor than hops. To hops me. are flavor. No, I mean like, <laughs> like multi flavor. Yeah, it's I. Sorry, you I know what? Been more I would specific. actually, this. If I were to drink this, I would think English IPA. It's a little more on the dirty side, not the bright citrus, pine, fruit. What that you, you would expect from an American IPA? What do you mean by dirty? Uh, earthy, grassy. Oh, oh, like dirt, like actual yes, dirt. Okay. Dirt, not not like like messy, right? Yeah. Okay, not like hey, IPA. <laughs> What's going on? Just just to clarify for some of our listeners. <clears throat> okay, yeah, I see. I see what you mean. Um, I don't. It's good. I, it is. I, I like it, but yeah. it's not. It's not as citrusy and piney and bright as I was expecting it to be. Right. Well, to yeah. compare it with the the other examples that we had. Yeah. See, to me, this almost edges on either an American strong ale or a double IPA. You know, the alcohol strength aside, it's still, uh, you know, like every time I have one of those, it's always reminds me of uh, 
like some aged uh, moist wood or dark fruits and things. Moist. <laughs> and I get some of that from this. This is not, uh, it's not like a hop fist coming out of the glass. Hop fist. Yes, I said moist and fist within uh, a few hey seconds of each other. More hops than beers. Well, that didn't make sense. No, it didn't. Yeah, let, let's back up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm never going to live that down. <laughs> no, you're not. It's not going to happen. And I think it's on an outtake reel, so none of you will hear it either. Unless we do an outtake reel and put it on the website. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out. The website. Yeah, sorry. Gosh. <laughs> That'll be on there, too. Oh, man. Anyway. So out of the four we've had, I would say this one is kind of the outlier as far as looking at the guidelines. Mm-hmm. Yes. What fits in there. Yeah. Um, that being said, so what's in the bottle is very good. Yeah. Do, okay, so do you agree with my a little more on the English side thought? Yes, compared to the other three, what is what is written because they're talking about a prominent to intense hop aroma and hop right. flavor mm. on, on the and, guidelines, and this one has a little bit, uh, a little more sweetness, a little, yeah, yeah. More, more going on than just that. Yeah, you know, it's cool that within the IPA class, that there are many different versions that yeah. you can choose from. It's it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So if if you want something that's a little bit more on the sweet side, you could do something like this, or if you want something that's more hoppy. Yeah, you know that. Which I think um, kind of maybe a segue between our summer to fall slash winter brews. We might do a black IPA Ooh, yeah. segment, and that'd be cool. That's always been one of my favorite styles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I brewed a pretty good one. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had it. No, you haven't. Yeah, um, but that was the the first time I got a, a blue ribbon first place at the our local master brewer. Was that extract or all grain? It was an extract. Oh, so I want I want to try to convert it to all grain and see if I can repeat it. That'd be so, cool. Yeah, that's nice. definitely what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do so. I'll do that one for that episode and we can uh, see how it goes. I will pray that so. you don't get a stuck mash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so there's the uh, the Breckenridge. Any other comments before we move on to our next one? No. On the website I looked up, this one is listed as an Imperial IPA. My bad. No, it's okay. I enjoy it. It's nice. That's okay. What what was it? Nine something percent? Yeah, nine point two. Yeah. So yeah, that's an Imperial. I didn't look at that. I just I knew it was one that I liked mm-hmm. that I you know used to buy a lot. So and, you know the the cool thing about this though, even though it is Imperial, it doesn't have a whole lot of heat. No, there's really not any apparent... Like, it's hidden very yeah, well. I think the sweetness and the bitterness of the, you know, the extra hops really mask yeah. the heat. Oh, you, yeah. don't, you don't get 9% out of this at all. No. So, kudos to you, Breckenridge. It's sneaky. Before we move on to our next example, I just want to leave you with the very last sentence that's written <laughs> on the, I know what he's on about the bottle description. Oh, no. <laughs> it says, Oh, Lordy, this is fun. <laughs> yeah. On the bottle, they're talking about, you know, brewing small batches and, you know, keep an eye out for them and, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah. Gotcha. That's cool. That's awesome. So, let's uh, let's take a look at our next one. What do we got? Well, we've got the Laguanitas IPA Laguanitas? Laguanitas. Not Lagunitas? Oh, there is no A. No, Sorry. There is yeah. no name. Lagunitas. Lagunitas. My bad. Looks like your brain is frozen, too. It is. Oh, gosh. I see it's finally thought out enough for us to pour. Oh. Yeah. So So now we'll finally enjoy our classic example of the style. <laughs> yeah, well, sorry according, about according that. The BJCP. Right. Um so anyway, this has always been one of my favorites. Um I guess I can kind of 
accredit that to my dad. He used to be a home brewer. He still has all of his stuff, but he hasn't he hasn't done it in a long time. But uh, his kegerator that he has uh, has a half barrel, fifteen and a half gallon mm-hmm. keg of this standard commercial size in yeah. it all the time. There's a, a beer shop down the street from his house uh, that he just orders kegs of it, and he just this is what he drinks: Lagunitas IPA. That's really cool. So yeah, I every time I go over to his house, I'm like, got some beer. <laughs> <laughs> He says the same thing when he comes over here. What do you got on tap? So, so I'd like to read something off the, the label on the bottle. They always have some funny stuff on yeah. there. Yep. It says, Hoppy Ale. Savor the moment as the raging hop character engages the Imperial. Whoa. I think the there's more to hop. it. Start on, a, oh. start on that corner and then work your way around. I didn't see that. Sorry. <laughs> Noob. My bad. Thanks for choosing to spend the next few minutes with this special... Homicidally. <laughs> Homicidally, wow. I believe. Homicidally. Yeah, see, that's that's the beer. <laughs> Learn how to read. That's the beer, I promise. Hoppy ale. There we go. That makes more sense now. Okay. Homicidally hoppy ale. Right. Savor the moment as the raging hop character engages the imperial qualities of the malt foundation in mortal combat <laughs> on the battlefield <laughs> of your... What is that? Oh, palate. There we go. Okay, it was. It's rubbed off. Drunk? No, it's rubbed <laughs> off. That one. Well, I promise. Maybe you just need to learn how to read. No, it's it's also dark. <laughs> you can do maths, but you can't do reads. Well, not when you put me with beer. I'm sorry. Excuses. Think, that's gonna be my new catchphrase. Uh, raging hop character engages the imperial. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely going on the outtake reel. I hope. No, that's oh, going in the podcast. In. Dang it. No, we're going to leave that in. All right, so let's talk about the ho- <laughs> the the hoppiness engaging the imperial. Very clear. It's a light, uh, like a light orange yes. to gold color. Light, very head. similar to the 60-minute. Very light. Big hop presence in the aroma. Oh, wow, yeah. This one is uh, around the deep alum IPA intensity. Maybe a little less, but close. You know, I still get a little bit of the malt sweetness, but Do you? it's yeah, but it's still very much hot forward. Yeah. This is the classic style, by the way. It's unfrozen now. Again, all we I, had to do was let it go. I apologize. Let it go. No, we're not gonna. No, no, I'm gonna stop that right now. Yeah, please <laughs> don't. No, Mm-mm. Travis is about to break into song, and that's not gonna happen. Hashtag Disney. Really? What? Hashtag. Hashtag. Pound sign. Moving on. <laughs> I almost sang the New York, New York song when you were talking earlier, but that would make our welcome about 16 minutes longer than it was. <laughs> yeah, because Travis doesn't know when to quit. <laughs> okay, anyway, so back to, <laughs> back, back to the Lagunitas, not, not Laguanitas. Um, yeah, the, the flavor's not as intense as what I was expecting. Yeah. It's it's more malty than hoppy. Did we look at a bottling date on this? No. It's got something etched in it. I was too busy trying to read the label. Yeah, uh, but it was just numbers. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> any <laughs> other thoughts on this beer? Uh, did we all taste it? Yes. Oh, okay. Did you not? Are you behind? Oh, really? Leaving your phone on the table? <laughs> That's a B flat. Noob. 
You know, for this being... You know, actually, I think Travis's phone went off during Stubby's podcast, too. Did it? I think he held the button down, the Siri button, and went, boop-doop. Oh, was he Googling? Was that you? I heard it. (laughs) It was you. But I thought it was somebody else. Were you Googling phenol? Because you had your phone out. I looked over at you, and I saw you, like, doing something on your phone. I heard the boop-doop. He was Googling phenol. (laughs) It's okay. Anyway, I just was like, "Wow, we get we get in here on this podcast, and Travis is over there screwing it up." <laughs> They'll edit it out. Are we editing this out, or are we? I don't know. Maybe. Okay, we'll, well see. <laughs> for this being listed as a classic style, I'm a little bit surprised that it's not as more like more hoppy. I, yeah, I guess more hoppy as it should yeah. have been. And I've had this before on tap, and it's been different than than what we have now. See, this is this is what I remember from my dad's kegs. Also, hmm, is it's it not, really? Yeah, it's it's not super intense, hmm. but it's definitely hop forward. I I would not classify this as a pale ale. Oh, I wouldn't. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's no. not balanced. No, no it's it is not. It's not a pale no. ale. So it's definitely more hoppy than that. So it it might be on the lower end of hop forward IPAs, but it's definitely still an IPA. And it's also a little darker than a pale ale too. So, well, I just think. If we were to rank these hoppiness levels so far, the Deep Ellum one, oh by far, yeah, is is the most hop forward, mm-hmm. and I think starting with that one may have kind of kind of changed our perception a little bit on yeah. what what an IPA was. It, it, okay, so this is the classic example. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, there's a broad range of hop levels, bitterness levels, and, and everything with an IPA. So, with us starting with the Deep Ellum one, I think it may have changed our perception a little bit because the other ones kind of fall more in line with this one. However, there are several different classic <laughs> examples for this style. Right, right. So, but based on but, this one, mm-hmm. all okay, the other three, yeah. the other three, excluding the, um, the Deep Ellum, are much more closely related. It makes you wonder what the other classic examples taste like, though. Yeah. Yeah, our perspective might have been changed. Yeah. So if you think about it, if if you wake up in the morning and then the first thing happens to you is you get punched by Mike Tyson, and then after that you get punched by your neighbor, well, <laughs> the neighbor's punch isn't really going to hurt as much as it probably would have if you woke up and just got punched by your neighbor. Yeah, true. It's food for thought. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't it's all, it's don't all make your neighbor angry, but it's all perspective. To try it out, we're we're not condoning that. Please don't try this at home. Yeah, don't don't hit people. <laughs> Violence is not the answer. <laughs> There's our PSA for the. Sorry, week. I'm feeling really deviant. Actually, that's going to lead us into our next. Oh program. yeah, I think we got one of those. So the deviant Dales from is Oscar what, Blues is what we have next. Yeah, so yet another, another large brewery that we have yet to feature and. Colorado, another Colorado beer. Oh, hey. Because we had one of those earlier. I'm planning on taking a Colorado trip and just taking a, an Uber from brewery to brewery and see how far I get. Do you need me to Uber you? I would Uber like that. That sounded weird. <laughs> yeah, Breckenridge is Denver. I think Oscar Blues is Fort Collins. No, that's it not It doesn't right. say on the can. That's not right. Fort Collins had like three big ones right next to each other. Uh, New Belgium, which we have a New Belgium tonight, too. Yes, we do. Uh, We're Funk saving Works. that one for later. And 
I feel like an idiot. I should yeah, know that. Whatever. Anyway, so this is a tall can of 8% alcohol. You're welcome. IPA. Oh, so we can so, pour a little bit more. Yeah. So and we're yes, going to get a little bit more of this. I did bring this one, so this one was also frozen earlier. Yeah, so. <laughs> Dude, you got to let it go. <laughs> we're not going there. <laughs> oh, I just got that. Anyway, maybe it's so, Boulder. Um, oh, it's it's Longmont, Longmont, Colorado. Longmont. I've okay. never heard of that. Neither have I. You have now. Well, yeah, okay. Longmont. You learn new things every day, man. Yep. I figured it. Actually, what the hell? I didn't get as much as y'all did. Well, there's still some left. Okay. Well, don't get deviant about it. Yeah. <laughs> or don't have the Oscar blues about it. Oh. oh God. <laughs> Things are just getting more punny the longer we go. But anyway. Wow, this has got a rocking head on it. It's really dark, too. Yeah, it's pretty dark. Man, that head. I like good head. What? I'm just getting foam now, Travis. <laughs> Don't open the can. <laughs> it's a big can. Travis, the head on yours. Oh, oh my gosh. Time. Well, that's some thick head. Travis likes head. <laughs> oh, okay. That, well, that's good then, because he's got plenty of it over here. Wow, there's a there's a lot of uh, hot bitterness in this aroma. Mm, kind of reminds me of Deep Ellum. Yeah, but but in a different way. This one's pretty clear too. It's kind of a dark reddish orange, like an amber. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is uh, one of the darker examples we've seen. Mm-hmm. Very clear, nice head response. Good retention. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. yep. See. Like I said, good uh, aroma. Pretty hot forward. The aroma. Different. Like not uh, not the piney. Oh, it's on the backside. Punchy. It's on the backside. I can feel it going down. The heat yeah. is, is a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. It's on the backside. The 471 hid the alcohol heat a lot more. This one, you can feel it. Yeah, it's like it's like drinking whiskey on the no, way down. It's well, not that bad. It's, it's not, not that bad, no, no, but no, no, it's no. the same kind of sensation, well, for me at least. Like if you had a watered-down whiskey. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, you can definitely get the heat off of this, which is, you know, some if it's like, you know, 40 degrees outside and I want IPA with a little mm-hmm. heat to it this yeah. would be absolutely perfect I feel it in my gut so Colorado mm-hmm. yeah yeah you get like the hoppy bitterness in the edge of your tongue mm-hmm. like on both sides yeah very dry but it's um has a lot of flavor to it yeah this is good I, I like, like it a, I like it a lot yeah. yeah Oscar Blues was one of the first ones to really pioneer the canning back in the day and uh yeah. man, that's that is really picked up mm-hmm. yep Dale's Pale Ale that's a good one. Yeah. I remember having that one. That's good. Yep. Ah, so do you think this is the same or the, the similar base recipe? They just ramp it up? Dale's Deviant? deviant Maybe. Dale. Since yeah. it's Deviant. There's a story there, but there's a sticker on the can, so he can't read it. Oh. Thanks a lot, Total Wine. Total Wine. Dumb sticker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? My My most favorite thing from Oscar Blues... Ever. Old Chub. No. Ooh, really? Okay. <clears throat> 1050. 1050? 
1050. I can't say that I've had that. Oh my gosh, you're missing out. I need to go get some. When we do our, you know, dark beer series, that's going to be in there. Okay. I've seen guys shotgun that beer before. Oh, oh my, my god. god. I don't god. know how Have you could tried do it? that. Uh, that is nuts. Yep, it's that, that is that it's like motor that, oil. That's a commitment. It's thick and it's heavy, kind of like it's peanut dark. butter. No, it, it actually pours. Like with thick, oh, okay. <laughs> well, hey, you, but no, it's, you say it's thick. very. See, I had a buddy that would take that into NASCAR with him, and then he would drink that at ten fifty in the morning as he's watching the races. Oh, just because it's ten fifty. Yeah, that's got to be unpleasant. Wow, I and wonder if uh, some I, guys I wonder, have I'll, their priorities straight. So I want to know where the um, the name comes in if it has something to do with the gravity. You know what I mean? What's your OG? The ten fifty. Oh. I don't know. We're not talking about that right yeah, now. Deviant, IPAs. I don't think, is anything to do with the gravity. <laughs> Dale might, I mean, ale, there's that in the, yeah. So that that has something to do with the, the type of yeast they use. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. As this warms up, the heat comes out more. Mm-hmm. The malts come out a lot more. Mm-hmm. This one might be a double IPA also. I'm getting some similarities between or this Imperial. and Breckenridge. Yeah, I was gonna say because Maybe an imperial instead of the double. I don't think there's a difference in those two anymore. Well, from okay, so from what I've been able to extrapolate from the differences, <laughs> that's a big word. There's your ten dollar word for the day. Oh my gosh! Um, imperial has to do with alcohol content, and double has to do with bitterness, IBUs, hops, all that. So I. It might be more complicated than that, and I'm sure it is, but I think that's a good place to start. That's where I've kind of been able to, you know, determine what those two things are. Right, right. So I would say Imperial for this, not Double. Hmm. I would agree with Imperial. I mean, just given the high alcohol volume. Yeah. Travis looks like he disagrees. Yeah. I'm, and, and, and I can't, I can't back it up, but I feel like... I feel like what I've heard recently is that the BJCP has kind of gotten away from making a difference between imperial and double, and they've just gone with one word. I don't know which one it is. And But see, there's a vast difference between the two things, so I think there should there? be... Yes, I think so. I think there should be a distinction between the two, because hop levels and alcohol level, the two things are not related, not at all. So do you think that they just combine the two words and per double? <laughs> no. Hey, I tried. Okay. No. Do burial? <laughs> Double? Double. That's, oh. that's a different beer style. Join us next week when you discuss the double. <laughs> Actually, no, that would be awful to drink during the summer. Because we're still yes. we're still in the summer yes. series. Which is yeah. it was it was like what, a hundred degrees today? Yeah, hundred, hundred one, something. And then like that. the humidity, um, like sixty percent humidity, and then heat index. Yeah, yeah it's no, ridiculous. No. And then I walked outside, and the hotness just got more, more intense. <laughs> Thanks, Travis. <laughs> All right. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <clears throat> on to our next beer. Yes, I think it's, it's uh, time for our next beer. I think we have what Ranger. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's go into that Ranger from uh, New Belgium, Texas, Texas Rangers IPA. No, New Belgium Ranger. Yeah, oh. 
That's Fort Collins, Colorado. Oh, I was way off. Yeah, just well, just a, just a few states. How about them cowboys? <laughs> Walker, Colorado cowboys. The eyes of Texas are upon you. The eyes of Colorado are upon you. <laughs> anyway, so this has always been one of my favorite IPA examples. Um, oh, oh man. That wasn't me, I promise. Anywho. <laughs> we haven't cheersed glasses the whole time. I mean, I had no, to do something. Haven't. So you hit your glass against the microphone. No, I cheersed my glass against, <laughs> against the microphone. The microphone. Oh, okay. I didn't hear anyone say cheers, though. Cheers. Norm. <clears throat> anyway, so <laughs> I I really like this label. It's actually changed over the years. The one that this one is, it's a, it's a ranger hat full of hop cones. Texas Ranger hat? No, like a park ranger hat. Come on, give me something. No, they're from Colorado. They're not Texas Rangers. Okay. Maybe they like the Texas mm-hmm. Rangers. It says, the tip Rockies. your hat to our beer, so. Rangers, in the field who inspired this well-balanced IPA packed with Simcoe, Cascade, and Chinook hops. Ooh, Count like on citrus aromas and piney surroundings. Hmm. So now I see where they get the name from. That's kind of cool. Yeah, Park Rangers, neat. piney, you know, woods and mm-hmm. citrus, and that's cool. I like Only that. you can prevent forest fires. Oh. <laughs> Close. Smokey the Bear Ranger IPA. Yeah, you know. Not really. The appearance is very clear. It's it, like a yeah. light golden color. Yeah, probably one of the lighter ones we've got. Wow, look at the head on that. Yep. Well. Yeah. Frothy. Pretty good sized white head. Yeah. Aroma. Definitely get some hops. Yeah, nice and bubbly. Of hops in the aroma. Oh yeah, definitely hops. Mm-hmm. It's probably not as uh, like piney fresh as I would want. Like if you're walking through a forest after a rain and the the pine needles have just fallen off, but it is certainly there. Did you already comment on the appearance as far as color? I did, but you didn't. Yes, we did. Okay, I'm just making sure. I yeah. mean, I mean, we have the same beer sitting in front of us. So now this wanna... might probably be the freshest one that we've had today because it says, "Oh, wait, sorry." Because it wasn't. Frozen. I read the wrong thing. All I read was 12th of July, 15. Oh. But this, <laughs> it says, "Enjoy by 12th July, 15." I thought that was a bottling date. So yeah, or technically, it was. this no. is old. so total wine is totally failing. Do you think that they just sell like all the old stuff? I, I don't know. I need to ask my my, na- my old neighbor that. We're we're a little bit behind on it, the enjoy by date on this one, right? But you know, there's no telling exactly what that means. Man, I don't know when it was bottled. I don't know what they what they <laughs> say enjoy by if it's like a month or if it was if it was bottled on June twelfth. I don't know. It's another but, example of how they just they lose control once yeah, the bottle I mean, leaves yeah. the because it's crazy. Every, everything that we've checked has been past the date or a few months few months mints, mints. months after the bottling date. So Yeah. I don't know. We've had this conversation before though, because yeah. there was one company out there that actually went back and checked the dates after they distributed. Yes. Well, I, also they've got a if you get a a bottle that's past its date, they will replace it. Right. So you know it's some of them do that, some of them don't. But 
whatever. Yeah, it appears our local store is having some issues with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, that would certainly maybe that's something that we need to to look into in the future. Whenever you pick up a bottle to bring it, you know, check the date, make sure it's fresh. We'll do some research. Yeah. Because we want to bring you guys the uh, you know the most relevant, the most pertinent, the most current information. But mm-hmm. apparently, on this episode, we've discovered that the bottles we're getting might be a little bit old. Yeah, we just can't bring you the most current beer. Yeah, because whenever, whenever this beer is tried, you know, at the source, fresh, I guarantee it's totally different than what we have in our glass right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Even when you get it. Uh, kegged you know on tap at a bar it's going to be different oh yeah because i guarantee you those kegs are a lot fresher than whatever bottles you buy at the store now we're also not saying that this beer is bad no this beer is fantastic this beer is great fantastic they I hit mean, a home run the bitterness uh, texas ranger oh. <laughs> <laughs> was that prince fielder anyway so the <laughs> the bitterness is definitely there it's you know, it's dry, it's smooth, it's you know, mm-hmm. it's all those things. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Like I said, this has been one of my favorites ever since I totally bought into the whole IPA style. For a long time, I was like, "Oh, it tastes like Christmas trees," <laughs> and I hated we, it. Our first time, we always I do. hated it. Our Everyone very does. first IPA, yeah. mm-hmm. our very first IPA, Broken Halo. You remember that, Travis? Yes, that was from that was a long time who makes ago. That? Well, uh, Red Hook? No. no I, great Great Divide? I don't know. I don't, Man, remember. I don't remember. I have never seen it. I, was, I, don't, I don't see it anymore. So maybe they don't... Breckenridge? No. Um, It'll come to me. It's, well... It's one oh, of those. Oh, I know what it is. It's Widmer. Oh! Oh! Yeah. We haven't had Widmer. any Widmer beers either. No, we nope. haven't. We need to do some Widmer. Yep. Because I remember the reason we tried the Broken Halo whenever we first started... Uh, you know, doing this whole beer tasting thing years ago, years, years, years ago. Years ago. Um, what was that? Two thousand seven, almost a decade. Wow, two thousand seven. Yeah, that's I, when, that's when we first. Started, you know, I'm gonna try all these different styles of beer. Um, yeah, look how much Kroger has. They we're not gonna say how old Sawyer was in two thousand seven, but anyway, I was when, in high school. <laughs> whenever we started doing this, which Travis and I were drinking legally, by the way. Oh, no, I believe that. Sawyer's just the youngin' of the group. Yes. Um, anyway, so when we started doing this, my dad, that was his favorite one, was Broken Halo. So it's like, oh, I see this in the store. I was like, I want to try it. And hmm. we all thought it was awful because it was an IPA, and we weren't used to that yet. Wow. So um, I would be interested to try it again yeah. now to see where we're at. Now that your palate has developed. Yes, exactly. Because, like I said before... Anytime we had an IPA, we're like, oh, this is gross. It tastes like Christmas trees and pine and ugh, it's bitter and, you know, all that stuff. But yeah. I wonder if they even make that anymore. Like I said, I don't know. I haven't I, seen it in a long time. We'll just so, have to look. Widmer, if you're not break, it, wow. If you're not making Broken Halo anymore, please. Make us a batch. <laughs> <laughs> just make one it, bottle. Apparently it was good, so I don't know why you stopped. Make so. a 12-ounce batch and then send it to <laughs> Brew Styles at 111. One, one. <laughs> no, that's Texas not right. Ranger Street. No. No. Wow, big tangent. Um, So, New Belgium Ranger, final thoughts? You know, it's not as heavy in general as I thought it would be heavy 
Well, IPAs are are medium to light body. Yes, I know, but as as far as like with all the hops at the front of the beer, it just it makes it feel heavy after a while. Like after you've been drinking the beer for a while, not like <laughs> just like the first drink, you know. Okay. I don't know, it's a me thing. Oh no, it's fine. Like I said, yeah. you can't be Th- wrong. This is a lot lighter to me. I I do kind of understand what you're saying. You know, the, the super hoppy beers do seem to sit differently. Mhm. Um uh, you know than than the lighter ones so yeah no i get it i yeah. get it cool yeah i think the the new belgium's better than the old belgium so they did a good job <sighs> <laughs> i'm going to ignore that pun and we're going to move on to our homebrew example ooh homebrew. so sawyer you brought this this is your homebrew yes i did the first homebrew that you've brought to the podcast it is and i've got to say it looks like pond water. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. He's not going to come back. Be <laughs> nice to him. Okay, so okay, so you, you kegged this. I did, but then I moved. Yeah, you moved out of your apartment right. to a different place. And so the keg got agitated a bit. Uh, I wouldn't... I think that's an understatement. Yeah. And, okay, you dry hopped this. I did. Did you use a muslin bag, or did you just dump straight into the carboy? I dumped it straight into the carboy. Okay, so that might be part did of it. Did you use any, like, Irish moss? That I didn't. And that's the one thing I always forget to pick up at the okay. homebrew store. Yeah, so with all of those things combined... <laughs> this is not pleasant. <laughs> it just looks... It's Captain cloudy, pleasant. it's brown, it's... Brown? Yeah, Brown. it's murky. That's the word, not yeah. cloudy. Yeah, murky. murky. Yeah, yeah it looks like your local lake. There's, there's not a whole lot in the aroma. Yeah. Well, I get some hops, a little bit, but yeah, it's... yeah, it's kind of there. <laughs> what uh, do you remember? What hops you used in this one? I do. So at sixty minutes, I had one ounce of Magnum and Pearl. One, each, okay. one ounce each. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then at 15 minutes, I had one ounce of Centennial, and then I dry hopped with an ounce of Centennial. Ah. Okay. So lots of Centennial, and you just use the, the Magnum for bittering, right. basically. Magnum Pearl for bittering. Right. Okay. Very muscular sounding, like mentioned before by Travis. <laughs> Magnum. Magnum. In a world. The flavor's good. Thank you. It's got the bitterness there, and... Um, the hoppiness there, yeah. I think the flavor, the flavor's better. You don't get a whole lot in the aroma, but the flavor's definitely there. Right. Yeah. I've had this on for a while, and I can say that this is mellowed out a little bit. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. It smells and good. This was it tastes this good. was extract. This was extract. This was actually my final extract. Oh, well, that's not right. final, final, but, but you know. The I, last one that you did. Yeah, right. Because you went to All Grain. So I did. Do you have the base recipe? I do. It's right here in front okay. of me. So What'd obviously you, you need a muslin bag. And then eight ounces. Is it of, muslin or, or muslin? What? Or is it muslin? I mean, Mu- oh, well, my there's gosh. an N. Muslin. It's a yeah. muslin. 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 <laughs> it's not Italian. Whatever it is that you want to say. You Either way. A, you need a bag to filter it through. Okay. Lauganita. So you had. <laughs> La Guanitas. La Guanitas. La Guanitas. <laughs> okay. And then you need, uh, then you have eight ounces of caramel 60 and two pounds of two row. And eight so pounds. So you added two row 
is a partial mash. Extract, yes, yeah, so yes. it's a partial. Okay, <clears throat> yes, interesting. All right, and then eight pounds of uh, golden light LME liquid malt extract for those right. that don't know that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So yeah, I think if you'd added some Irish moss and that you know the not moving part. Yeah. Would probably have clarified this quite a bit. Right. I mean, well, hell, let's get some red solo cups. That'll fix that problem right away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go get some red solo cups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the the aroma, the taste, the flavor, you know, all that stuff is good. Well, thank it's, you. I like it a lot. Thank you very much. Definitely could drink five gallons of that. This is called Symphony Number no. 7 Bittersweet. Oh, uh, bitter. Like S U I T E sweet. Not vitamin C. Travis, stop. <laughs> Are you already up to seven batches? A, yes, dude. Actually, I've brewed eight and nine already. That's crazy. Yeah, I've, he's he's all in. He caught I, the bug big time. Yeah, I'm did, bottling right? eight yeah. tomorrow, and then nine is fermenting right now. I I guess I need to go back and look and see how many batches I've done. I don't remember. I'm gonna keg uh, my uh, hef tomorrow. Nice. And then I've got an IPA that's fermenting right now. Very so nice. Let that finish, dry hop it, and be done with it. Awesome. Be able to drink it. Yeah. Beer. I wish I had done that earlier. We could have, you know, included mm. that in this one. But when I, I smelled it the other day and it smelled amazing. I'm using a, mm. a new type of hop that I'd never used before. So we'll see how that turns out. And that is? Zythos. Whoa. Which never heard of it. I, I had never heard of it either, but when I read into it, it's actually a hybrid. It's got a lot of uh, other hops just combined. Hmm. Um, so we'll see how it turns out. Cool, man. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. Cool. But um, So that's about what we got for this week. Uh, a little bit longer episode than we've done, but we were it's kind of expecting it. that with this yeah. one. We had yeah. a lot of... Um, a lot of different examples we wanted to get into, compare, and uh, you know this is one of our favorite style styles, so we were really excited about it. IPAs are like Pringles; you can't yeah. just have one. <laughs> Once yeah, you pop too. the top, the fun don't stop. <clears throat> there you go. Right. But next week uh, we're going to be talking about a different style, the cream ale, mm. and uh, we're actually going to have our very first guest on. Oh, a really good buddy of mine. We've been friends for a long time, and uh, he's kind of getting into the beer scene. Cool, um, and. Uh, He'll be in town, so I was like, "Dude, just you know, come sit in on the podcast with us and uh, share his thoughts." Yeah, so we're excited for that. We're gonna have a good time. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for our latest episode of Brew Styles, where our topic of discussion was the IPA. Look for our next episode coming soon, where we explore the cream ale category one C. Adios. Boo-doo, boo-doo. <laughs> <laughs>